We lay down the altar, our motives, our intentions. Let us just come as chosen before the Father. He wants you to rest in Him. He wants to love you. For He is the great idea.
gates, Lord. Open the gates. Open the gates of heaven. Pour out such a blessing that we won't be able to contain it. Flood us, Lord. Places that we were dry, flood us, Lord. Rehabilitate us, Lord. Cultivate us, Lord. That we are trees of righteousness, Lord. That would bear much fruit for your kingdom, God. That we would be self-seeking, but we would be Christ-centered. Let us rest there, Lord, in your dwelling place. 
Well, welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. Thank you guys for joining in on Zoom, in person, on Instagram Live. We're so thankful um, to all you guys. Um, we're really, truly grateful that we can all bond and connect as brothers and sisters of Christ, no matter where you're at. You know, um, currently, right now, we're reaching 44 nations around the world for Jesus. So it's amazing. Like, you know, people from different countries listen, and you might never, ever meet them, but they know you, and they know that you preach the word and you love Jesus, and that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? It's not about to be glorified or exalt this ministry. It's about exalting the name of Jesus. That's what we're here for. We're not here for me to preach. We're not here for me to worship. I'm just being led by the Lord, right, and used by the Lord to do so. So please pull on the anointing that God has given me. But also, if you have questions within your heart, the Lord will use me to answer those questions, right? So pull on that. Whatever questions you have, whatever you're thinking of, ask the Lord and he'll reveal it to you. That's what he does. So, um, anyways, um, we just finished worship. It was by David uh, Funk, uh, Touch of Heaven, an Alabaster Heart. I love that song. I listened to that song this morning when I was, like, watering the yard, you know what I mean, in the garden, and I was getting touched by the Lord. So that's what's amazing, that the Lord will meet you where you're at beyond the four walls of the church, because we are the church, we are His body right? And he's the head. So um, remember that. Don't, it doesn't have to be formal. I'm, most of the times where I got touched by the Lord, it was never formal. Never. It was in the randomest place. It was in the most unique situation. And that's why we can't put God in a box, right? If he's the almighty, you got to let him do what he wants, how he wants to do it. But you got to keep your heart open to hear him, to listen to him. Because sometimes the people that you don't think that God would bring to you, to witness to you, or to minister to you, it happens all the time. God will use the most randomest people. I'm like, God, really bringing this person? And I'm like, okay, I, that. I expected an angel and it was someone else. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, but the thing is, if you keep your heart in a place of surrender, you keep your heart in a place of, God, I want to hear you more. I want to see you. And you keep your heart open. He, he will talk to you. And it won't be just an audible voice, but it will be your, your consciousness of the Holy Spirit within you speaking to you. Because it sounds similar. It sounds the same at times. But once you can diversify what the Holy Spirit is telling you compared to those other spirits that are telling you stuff, other unclean spirits, other familiar spirits, other spirits of whatever that are not good, they can detour you away from your destiny. So you have to make sure that you're hearing the word from the Lord and test the spirits, right? We, do we know how to test the spirits here? Yes. Yes. How do we test them? Yes, if Jesus came in the flesh. That's how you do it. You test the spirit. I don't know why I'm saying that, but see, someone's pulling. Someone's asking because someone's dealing with something. So that's why we just kind of go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. There's no agenda here. There's not like a certain thing we have to execute, we are just led by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. at all times. So, um, a few announcements. Um, tomorrow, we will be going to Tucson for our sixth tent revival. So, glory to God, that's amazing. We go and uh, we'll, we'll be leaving here in the afternoon and then uh, we'll be heading to Tucson. So, I am expecting great things. 
Um, our team is going with us, and I've been praying for you guys, lifting you guys up. And even the people that can attend, please pray for us. Please, because we'll be in a place where we're in the battlefield. We're in a war zone, right? This is not a playground. This is a battleground. So and we're here to win souls for the kingdom of God. So also, um, I'll be preaching tomorrow online to uh, the House of Prayers Ministry in Pakistan at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So please keep me in your prayers, too. So God's definitely opened a door there. I mean, they're hungry. I can't tell you... Um, God, it just it like it melts my heart because I see the Western Church, the American Church, and I see overseas internationally, and how they are wanting to know the Lord. They don't care about laptops. They don't care about furniture. They don't care about any of that. They want a touch of the Lord. And I can't tell you that uh, God's gonna do some mighty stuff within that nation. So I'm gonna be preaching about the Great Commission tomorrow for them, but uh, it's pretty cool. So anyways, um, does anyone have any praise reports, any testimonies they would like to share before we jump in? I do. Yeah, can you use the... Okay, so it was what, like the other day, Wednesday, and I was real sick. I was coming down with all these symptoms, just getting really, really sick. And that morning, you know, one of my colleagues, she had been gone. I know she's been gone because she had a surgery and then I saw her that Wednesday. And she, she told me that her boss was like, are you ready to come back? And she was like, yeah, I'm ready. And then she told her about me. She's like, I like going to work because there's this lady that prays for me and talks to me about God and I feel awesome. so peaceful around her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, like I almost started crying. And then she kept saying, because she had surgery, she has, this is her th- third time having cancer, and she kept saying, the chemo makes my skin hurt. And so I prayed for her. I prayed for her. And uh, even though I was sick, right, myself, I prayed for her. And, you know, she was so thankful. And then I was outside trying to get some sun, you know, like two hours later, because I was sick. I was like, oh, maybe the sun will help me. And then another colleague came and she kept saying how her back hurts. She's like, my back hurts, my back hurts. And I was like, okay, let me pray for you. You know, can I pray for So I prayed for her, yeah. but then I kept still feeling sick. And then the Holy Spirit said, ask Roger to pray for you. Wow. And I texted him like, Roger, you know, can I come to your office and you can pray for me? <laughs> and then I'm like, it'll be quick, Roger. You just have to command the spirit of infirmity to leave me. And then he's like, he's like, he was like, I got you, girl. <laughs> he's like, so, so I went to his office, right? And it was so cool because he was led and he said, he counseled the what spirit of retaliation. And I really sense it's been like, demonic you know and of course I have to make adjustments the Holy Spirit is telling me to do in the natural but I know it is spiritually demonic that I'm getting attacked by uh, but I just want to encourage you to just step out even if you don't feel if you're sick or you don't feel good or or if you don't feel like it I mean people people are hurting yeah. you know so Everywhere. I just wanted to give God the glory and Good job, Roger. <laughs> 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 Does anyone else have anything to share? Any praise report? Testimony? Well, I want to share what God okay. me. Okay, go for it. Um, so uh, I was uh, 
on my way here, but I stopped off after I left an event at ASU's West Campus, and uh, I stopped by this uh, Herbal Life Nutrition store, and the family is from Mexico, and I love them dearly, and, um, you know, they always greet me, Raja, hey, come on in, come on in. So the wife was in there, and uh, I guess she had a, a family member in there, and I guess maybe a friend or a niece or whatever. So I just got my Herbal Life tea, you know, energy and all that, and a woman comes in the store, and automatically, Holy Spirit said, turn around. Mm-hmm. And immediately, the Holy Spirit said, that's a sorceress. Wow. Mm-hmm. She had a marking on her forehead here. Really? It was, uh, it was red and bright color. Mm-hmm. And God said, that's the devil's claw. Yeah. Satan's claw was right here. She had a lot of jewelry on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched and I saw so much that was on her. And so... Um, the uh, lady at the store, <clears throat> Juanita, she said, hello, how are you? I'm fine. What is this place? And she just went into brief detail about what it was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and I said, well, it's, it's Herbalife. It's one of, oh, yes, I'm familiar with Herbalife. And I don't like their products. And yes, I've had this before. And, you know, and, and she started speaking very negatively. But I didn't hear her voice. Mm-hmm. I heard the voice behind her voice that was dark. Really? Wow. And when I kept turning to look at Juanita, she was like, oh, no, it's okay, it's okay. And I just said, this woman is, something's on her, and I sensed it, and I saw it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got my drink, and Juanita went over to help the lady, and she was looking very mysterious. She was looking at the menu. She was saying stuff under her breath. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I went out of the store, and I was getting in my car. I was getting ready to come here. God said, don't leave yet. Wow. God said, stay right here. Wait till she comes out. Mm-hmm. And I had my head down on my phone, checking emails from work. As I looked up, the lady was walking out of the store. Mm. And I saw this bag that she had that had like some white powder in it. Mm. And I was like, what is that stuff? I, was, I didn't think anything else of it. But the moment she walked around, she kept going in all of these different stores. Mm-hmm. And I literally saw the lights above her flicker when she walked by them. Wow. The moment she walked by them, they stopped. Wow. And God said, go, get, go back in there and pray for that family. And I went back in. Wow. And um, my niece said, hey, Roger, you're back. I said, yeah. And I told her I felt led, so she had her friend, because she speaks 50% Spanish, she, okay. you know, English, I mean. Yeah. So she had her interpret a little bit, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, she broke down in tears. Mm-hmm. And I said, her friend said, she just yesterday prayed for somebody to come to her store and pray for her in the wow. business. Wow. 24 hours ago. Wow. Because huge. she felt a spiritual attack on her business, her husband, they've been trying to really... Uh, make some changes, see the upgrade for the business and everything. Wow. And I said, really? I said, well, let me go into prayer. And God just led me to consecrate that place and plead the blood of Jesus. And um, she was in tears. And she she said, just 24 hours ago, Roger, I asked for someone to come to pray on the place. So she felt so good. And I said, hey, I knew I just saw it on her. So yeah. and, he, and the thing about it, God revealed to me that powder. She, she had a powder in her bag and mm-hmm. she was looking for a place to sprinkle it. Mm-hmm. And and when I was in there, she couldn't. That's good. So grace God, God's grace covered her. Yeah. And I thank you. Thank God for, you know, using me and I was just obedient. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, because you don't realize that you could be someone's answered prayer. Yeah. There's times where you do face spiritual warfare that stuff is real um I, I've, with, with people with certain people and um, 
It's no joke, but that's the key about obedience, right? It's about being led by the Spirit of God wherever you may go. And I'm actually going to talk about that today, so that's pretty cool. Um, does anyone else have anything they would like to share? Any praise reports, any testimonies? Anybody online? If not, I have one. Um, so anyways, we had, um, I went to my church, you know, Prayer Worship Revival Center on Sunday, and I didn't realize that there was going to be no teaching. It was just going to be all worship and prayer. Mm-hmm. So I've never, I've never really been into a place like that atmosphere where that's all we do for like two hours, you know? And, um, and the thing is, I wanted to know the Lord more. I, I, I got to a point where, my God, you have to help me with these, um, not necessarily insecurities, but these places where I'm trying to get free from. I'm trying, like, these strongholds in my life that I want to get free from. And I felt like the Lord kept drawing me near to the altar of that church. So I went on the right-hand side, and I just got on my knees, and I was just, like, you know, worshiping God. And then I just felt like the Lord told me, he's like, I want you to, like, bend over and have your elbows and knees on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, in a praying position. So then I'm, I'm doing that. And then the Lord's like, just lay flat out. And I was like... This is weird because I only do this in my secret place. I don't do it in front of people. It's like everyone can look at me. But you know what it came to? I had to humble myself because it was a place of like, oh, you could feel humiliated or how people are going to view you or how they're going to judge you or thinking that you're faking it. No, I was just, I was acting like that was just me and God. And when I did that, not lying, I felt like a gust of wind hit my ankles and my calves because I was wearing shorts that day. And then I felt like this immense heat on me. I started sweating. Like, it's, it's, it's nice and cool. And I'm sweating on the floor. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then I felt like God just, like, wringed me out like a sponge. Like, I mean, from the sweat to the tears to mocos, like, all of it. It was just like, I was, I was undone. And it was like, you know, it, was in, it, you know, it, it might have been embarrassing for me. It was deliverance. It was freedom for me. You don't understand, like, I've been wanting a touch from God, and no one else has, like, you know, prayed for me or anything like that where I experienced that power of God. So remember that, that you can meet God wherever it's at. And I met him there, and I told you, like, I I felt, I I looked in my eyes. I went into the bathroom afterwards because I had to, like, fix myself up. I'm like, boy, I'm like, I'm a mess right now. I need to, I'm at church right now. And then I look literally in the mirror and I see my eyes and they're just clean. Like I just felt like, like my, I felt my whole body just clean. Like he cleaned me out and it was just amazing. So that's why it's so important that we do worship God and we do pray because that's what I'm, that's all I'm doing with you guys here and everyone that's listening and the people in the podcast, I'm just directing you back to him showing, Hey, he's real and he wants a relationship with you. And he wants to grow in intimacy with you. And you don't, even when you feel like, oh, I know God, then you like know a different side of God. And you see a different characteristic. And you see a different perspective of him. So by all means, please, guys, go and press deeper. There's so much more that we can see. So um, anyways, we did that. And we went to go eat, right? We went to Olive Garden. Yeah, it wasn't great. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was Rima's first time in Olive Garden, so we went, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and then we all just chose to. So. <laughs> you didn't think it was that great, huh, Rima? 
Do you think the Olive Garden was good? Yes. It was yeah, good? Oh. Oh, really? It's the best restaurant. Okay. All right. Then it was worth it, yeah. She had a good time. We all had a good time. But, um, yeah, so anyways, we're just communing, having fun. And then, you know, we all separate. And I felt like to go to Zoyo, it was weird, right? Just go to this frozen yogurt place. So we go, and we're, you know, we're picking out our ice cream and picking out our toppings or whatever. And I felt like something shifted in the room at that frozen yogurt place. And I remember, like, this old older man came in and there was this woman with her two children eating at the table and I instantly felt like my right hand was burning I mean if and I said Chelsea do you see that on my hand and it was like red like an ember like literally she could see it and I'm like this is weird Lord I don't know what's going on here what do you want me to do so I'm like checking out and I felt like the Lord told me he said, I want you to pray for someone that's gonna sit outside and eat all he said so I'm waiting, right? When the Lord tells you to wait, like, you're waiting. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to leave now. There is no one outside. So me and Chelsea got in our car. We have our ice cream. You know, it's hot. Like, it's melting. We got to get home. And we bought some for Lil Zussi, too. But anyways, um, we're driving about a block away, and the Lord says, turn around. He says, turn around. And I was like, and I said, Chelsea, he's telling me to turn around. She's like, just do it. And I'm like, okay. So I turn around, I'm like, like, no, no, I'm just kidding. I did it the right way. <laughs> I didn't drift. I, I, I safely turned around. Right, yeah. I can't really drift that hard in her car, in her box car. But anyways, I went, and right when we parked, there was one person sitting outside eating. And it was that older man. So I'm like, Chelsea, you need to come with me. I don't know how long it's going to be, but we need to talk to this guy. We ended up sitting there. He's eating his ice cream. We're just talking to him like this, real casual. We're like laid, laid up, you know, just chilling. And I said, the Lord told me to talk to you. And I said, are you dealing with some sort of sickness? And he's like, well, my hips are really messed up. My back's really messed up. I have to keep going to the certain doctor, and it's costing me like $750 every visit. And then he has to have like a chiropractor come and do two hours of work just to get some relief. So then I was like, well, let me tell you about myself. <laughs> so I started sharing who I was and what our ministry does. And I've, like, I've seen hundreds of people healed, hundreds. And um, I was telling them that. I said, how about if I could tell you that you'd be healed in a few minutes? What do you think about that? And he looked at me and he says, well, I used to know miracles, signs, and wonders. That's what he said. I used to know. That means he's never known. Because if you experience it, you're like, okay, you're a believer of it. Mm-hmm. You've heard of it, right? You might have seen it, but it's never happened to you, right? So anyways, we're talking to him. He's like, yeah, I've been a Christian for 20 years. I was going to join seminary school, but I decided not to. I was uh, a youth and child pastor for 15 years. I stopped going to church. I got a divorce with my wife. Do you see how God cares about that one man? He had no wedding ring. He was old. Like, he's... Like, he's going to live the rest of his days probably single. But the thing is, God wanted to touch him where he was at, right? Like, God just tells you, hey, just wait. Go pray for that person. Wait. Just go talk to that person. Talking to that, to that gentleman. And I told him that one. And it was by an inch. It was off. 
telling him about how the church has hurt people, but we're the representations of Christ now, right? We're ambassadors to Jesus now. And long story short, I ended up praying for him, but it was so hard to pray for him. Mm-hmm. I've prayed for that particular situation a hundred times, not exaggerating. And it's always been like this. But this time it was different. And see, I was just hearing the Lord's voice for that person. He says, he hasn't forgave his wife yet, his ex-wife. I said, hey, bro, that's a stronghold. You need to, you need to forgive your ex-wife, even though she's hurt you or she's done you wrong. You need to forgive her because this is connected to your sickness. So he did. And then it's all, I'm, I'm praying for him again, and I'm like, it's still this, like, it felt this wall, this spiritual wall. And it, like, it was a barrier, and it's like not breaking through. So I was like, you know what? And I said, you know what? I can't heal you. I told him that. I said, I can't heal you. I can't heal a fly. I didn't say, do you believe he can? Because I already know what he would have said. Yeah, but it was not true. So I, I directed it and said, ask the Lord to heal you with this healing power right now. So he did. We're right here in front of the frozen yogurt. People are walking by us. We're the, and I'm having his feet in my hands. <laughs> right? I'm like, you need to say this. And then when I prayed, <laughs> came out. Mm-hmm. He got healed. After he forgave. Mm-hmm. After he said, Lord, you touch me. Because he was looking at me to heal him. Mm-hmm. I'm not your healer. He is. Right. He is. He's the one that paid it on the cross. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just want to share that with you guys, that even if you pray for someone and you have this method, don't always depend on, that, depend on the Holy Spirit for that particular situation, because every situation is different. Every circumstance is different, right? So anyways, I know that was a long introduction, but um, let's jump into prayer, okay? Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for that beautiful time of worship. Lord God, let us have the heart posture of worship today. Let our lives be sacrificial. Oh God, let us worship you in spirit and truth in every aspect of our life. Lord, we want to know more of you today. So we're asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him today, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling today, that we may know the riches and glory, that in the inheritance in the saints and know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe. So I come right now in the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I take dominion and authority over this house, over this meeting. Any type of spirits of confusion, any spirits of distraction or manipulation or control or witchcraft, I break it now in Jesus' name. It says that the anointing breaks every yoke of bondage. It's causing them to be distracted or confused. We break it off every person right now hearing to the sound of my voice holy spirit have your way touch your people lord give them ears to hear eyes to see and a heart to receive today we give you glory honor power and praise let life-giving water be flown out of my mouth today to dry places father all across the world all across this room all across zoom all across instagram wherever this may travel oh god let it penetrate the heart's of men and women. Let your kingdom come. 
that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We bind your tax, Satan, upon this meeting. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Glory to God. So, today's title. So, if anyone, if you guys want to take notes, we have paper there. We have highlighters, pens, whatever. Help yourself. If not, if you're here to listen, by all means, cool. Um, we'll also, if you have your Bibles, if you have any type of, like, you know, your cell phone, whatever the case is, you can pull them out now. But the title for today's teaching is Commissioning, C-O-M-M-I-S-S-I-O-N, Commissioning Ambassadors, Commissioning Ambassadors for the Kingdom of God. Now, what does commission mean? No. It's a place where someone is hiring you for work. Right? They're commissioning you. Yeah, like you make commission, right? They're supporting you, right? You're 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 getting you're you're, you're getting employed. You're getting employed. And what the Lord was kind of sharing with me these past couple of days is that we're supposed to move from faith to faith, glory to glory. And as when we become born again, we become converts. And then when we become born again, we should move into disciples. But then, what is next after disciple? Ambassador. Converts is someone that barely gives their life to the Lord Jesus. And then when we get familiar with the Lord, we're growing in His Word, we're going through worship, we're going through prayer, then we become disciples of Jesus. And disciples means a disciplined one. But you're commissioned there, right? From the first get-go, you're commissioned. Right when you give your life to the Lord, you're commissioned into the kingdom of heaven. You're commissioned into his army. But an ambassador is different. What is an ambassador? Can anyone share what an ambassador is? Does anyone have a clue? Go for it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, like you represent uh, like a country? Right, right. Ambassador, representative. representative. So I'm going to give you the, de- the definition of an, um, an ambassador, right? Thank you, Lord. So an ambassador, well, let me read the scripture first. We're going to read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. So if you guys want to turn there, if you guys want to listen, by all means, you write the scripture down. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 says in the New King James Version, And for me, the utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, the good news. Verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. An ambassador in the Greek is presbyo, so it's P R E. S B E 
P-R-E-S-B-E-U-O. I'll say it again. P-R-E-S-B-E-U-O. And it, what it means is to be an elder, later to be an ambassador, a representative of a ruling authority. Ambassadors would be chosen from the ranks of the mature. Do you see that? Not just, just barely started, the mature. Experienced men and women, but really at, the, at this time it was just men that were ambassadors. But to be an ambassador for Christ's necessities is spiritual maturity. I'm going to say that slower. To be an ambassador for Christ's necessities was spiritual maturity. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. The thing is today, I'm here as an ambassador of the Lord to empower you to be the sons of God that you are. I've moved up in the ranks. I had to pay a price. I'm still paying a price. But I've moved from barely knowing God to knowing God in a deeper way where I get to represent Him now. Now the great part about this, all you guys can do the same thing. It's not just because, oh, I'm special or God's hands put on, on me. If God chose you, He owns you, and He wants to use you. Right? It would be, be kind of weird to be like, okay, I bought all these cars, but I'm just going to drive this car. But how about you own all those cars, and you can use those cars for different things, for different seasons, for different times, right? But the thing is, the car has to be usable. The car has to work. The car needs to be in good maintenance, right? And why I'm sharing this with you, because when we grow into the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be improving, not stagnant, not complacent, but moving from faith to faith, glory to glory, moving from a convert to a disciple to an ambassador, to be a diplomat, to be a representative of the kingdom of God. That's what the Lord wants me to share with you guys. Remember I said, next year the sons of God will reveal themselves. How do you become a son? How do you know your identity? How do you know your authority in Christ? You have to mature in the place with the Lord. You have to grow in this place with Him. <clears throat> Glory to God. Write this down. You are an accredited diplomat. You are an accredited diplomat set by the kingdom of God. You were sent. You weren't just like, oh, you know, we had, we had sex and now we're having a baby or my parents, they didn't plan me. No, no, God sent each and every person out. All spirits come to him. All spirits are from him. They're all made for him and for his goodwill and his pleasure. Nothing is by accident. Everything's ordained in order and lined up. 
You are an accredited diplomat set by the kingdom of God. Write this down. To subdue and to prevail over the earth. Did you hear me? You are an accredited diplomat sent by the kingdom of God to subdue and prevail over the kingdoms, over the nations of the earth. We're not supposed to be in a place of lack. We're not supposed to be in a place of despair. We're not supposed to be in a place of not knowing our identity in Christ. What I'm going to read to you right now is going to be in Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. But I'm going to read this to you, and it's going to tell you who you are. Colossians chapter 1. Let's go to it right now. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 10. Glory to God. All right. I'm going to read it from actually verse 9. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You see, God is not a God of confusion. God is not a, a God where he's not trying to give you his wisdom, his understanding to know him. Right? God's not testing you to be like, oh, you should know me by now. You have to ask him. If you lack wisdom, it says, come to him. If any of you lack wisdom, come to me. Ask of this, of me. And I will not rebuke you. I will not reapproach you. I will give it to you liberally. What does that mean? He'll give it to you with all freedom. He'll give you the wisdom, the insight of his heart, his vision, his provision, his nature. So if you're lacking wisdom in a certain area, in a certain aspect of your life, have you went to the Lord and asked him yet? Have you asked him? Have you asked him to be like, God, open my eyes. When I prayed that prayer, I don't know if you heard, but I said, God, give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That means to reveal. That means to see something that was secret, and now it's revealed. And then I said, enlighten our eyes that we can see and know your understanding. See, the world is blinded, literally, spiritually blind. They can't see what's going on in front of them. But see, when you come in from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, with the Father of lights, He illuminates everything in front of you. He'll show you that, well, I didn't see that. I didn't see that rattlesnake in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something so deadly and poisonous, you'd be like, wow, God, like, I was walking in the dark. I would have not known. It would have bit me. could have killed me. But it's by His grace and mercy that we get to see the revelation of the Lord. All right. This is so good. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, strengthen with all might according to His glorious power for all patience, long-suffering with joy. Did you guys hear that? This is what he's giving you in a place of knowing him. 
of being His, of growing into this place that you can become fully pleasing to God. You don't have to be a mistake. You don't have to feel condemned. You don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have to feel regret. He's telling you right here, He will increase your knowledge of Him. You'll be fruitful. You'll bear fruit for the kingdom of God in every good work that you do. And you'll walk, you'll walk worthy of the upward call that He's called you to do. Each and every one of you has a ministry with inside you. Did you know that? Each and every one of you has some sort of ministry. And what's happening is that the Holy Spirit inside you is burning in you. And He's twisting and He's turning in you. Because He's like, I want you to go deeper. I want you to desire prayer. I want you to desire worship. I want you to desire the scriptures, the life-giving bread and life-giving water. And what he does is he starts getting a pick. Have you seen a campfire? And you know when you ever see the campfire and the embers start to glow? But the wood is gone. And the fire's starting to dim out. And it's almost out. What Holy Spirit tries to do, he will get a pick and he'll start turning the coals of your heart. He'll start turning the flame within you to burn for him. And then when you get the word, and then when you put worship, and then when you put prayer, and then when you put time in the secret place, you're throwing logs into the fire. And it's keeping you alive. It's keeping you on fire for him. You, keep, you don't have to be cold. You can be burning hot for him. You can be such a burning ember of holy fire for him that everyone that you come across will see it. They'll sense it off you. They'll look in your eyes. They're like, there's something different about that person. There's something different. I don't know. And then when you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit will fill it. He'll give you that right word to say to that person. <clears throat> we're here to grow. We're here to divide. And we're here to multiply. That's what Francis Chan said about home ministry. This is a place where we're going to grow in the Lord. And what I mean divide, not discord, divide as you're going to go do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, this, and then when you guys get in your place of what God's called you and what your purpose is and what ministry God has given you, every ministry is different. It doesn't have to be a church. It can be different things like this. This is different, right? You don't we don't, you don't see a lot of this, but it's happening right now. God's using it for His glory. But the thing is, when God starts shipping you out and starts putting in your place, guess what? You'll be doing the same thing, and you'll be multiplying people, and then they get shipped out, and they grow. Do you understand? If, who was saying about, um, I don't know what statistics someone was giving me about, there's 65% of Christians or something like that? In America? No, that are in America. But he's like, if that was the true number, our whole nation would be changed, though. So there must not be. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Right. So that's why we have to be discipled as to a convert, to disciple, to an ambassador. You know what an ambassador does? They go on the expense of the nation or the kingdom, and they represent it well. They don't have to go with a bunch of people. They go by themselves. And what's amazing is that that official, that diplomat, you as an ambassador, are there to build the kingdom of God with, with your other brothers and sisters. But also, you've been given all authority 
and backing by the kingdom that you're representing. Did you hear that? That you have an unlimited amount of resources because you're operating through heaven. Think about this. You are under an open heaven. There's nothing that you can't have according to God's will and His word, right? So I'm going to keep going along here. All right, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 12, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of His Son and His love. That's Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. If you want a scripture to meditate upon, meditate upon that one. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. This helped me stop smoking. This helped me stop doing a lot of things. Pornography, all this stuff. Because I know that Satan doesn't have a hold of me no more. I've been delivered from the powers of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of his son and his love. What does that mean? I've been transitioned. I've been moved. I've been set apart to be here. No longer here. I'm here now. And the thing is, the Lord tells me, do not look back, but look forward. Look over here. Stop looking at your past. Your past has been forgiven. Your past has been cleaned by the slate of the blood of Jesus. That's the atonement. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God. When you see Jesus, you see the Father. If you know the Father, you know Jesus. Jesus is closer to you than you would ever think. If our spiritual eyes could be open right now, he'd be sitting right there, listening to his word being preached, accompanying his people. Call upon Jesus. Ask him to give you an encounter. That's not, a, that's not like you're testing God. No, you're asking for an intimate relationship. You want to know him. You're like, God, if I'm serving you and I'm worshiping you, I think I should probably know you or have some sort of relationship deeper than you go to church on Sunday or read your Bible once a week or pray for five minutes a day. There's more, guys. There's more. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to read that verse 14 again. And it's, or excuse me, 15. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Verse 17, he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, that is us, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things we have preeminence. 
does, do people know what preeminence means? Does anyone have a clue? Because I didn't have a clue. I looked it up. It's amazing what preeminence means. I'm going to give you it. So it says that, all, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Let's, let's go to verse, 13, uh, verse 18 so we can start from the beginning. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So what preeminence means? The fact of surpassing all others. Superiority. Superiority, sorry, superiority. The state of being superior. Think about that. He is surpassing all others. Jesus can handle anything that you got. He's the preeminence. He is all superior. He is supreme. Yes, glory to God. Verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell, and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Think about this. God has given us the authority over powers and dominions and principalities. Do you know that? You've been given that inheritance to rule and reign with Him in heavenly places. You have been given every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. So the thing is, when we can step in as ambassadors to rule over dominions, principalities, and powers, we will be able to control and subdue and prevail over that place, over that region. That's what's happened We've let states and we've let cities go in chaos and go in turmoil and flip all their agenda and morals without any type of resistance because we have not taken dominion. We have not taken over the principality of the powers to fight back against the princes of darkness. Right? We're called to do more. We have to stop living in this mediocre life. God has given us so much. Jesus paid that price. He paid it all so that we can rule and reign with him now. Not when we die and go to heaven. Now. Mm-hmm. Now. Now. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm going to read this one. This is going to be great. <clears throat> Verse 21, and you who once were alienated, that means separated, and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Think about that. You were an enemy against God. Before you come to Christ, you are an enemy against God. Not everybody is a son and daughter of God. We're all God's creation, yes, but we're not all sons and daughters of God. You have to make the decision if you want to be reconciled in covenant with the Most High God, you have that opportunity today. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know if it's here. I don't know if it's on Zoom. I don't know if it's 
on the live or in the future. Jesus has given you peace through the blood on that cross on Calvary. Mm -hmm. He's redeemed you. And this is what he says. This is the new identity that you get when you accept Jesus as Lord and Master and Savior and Friend. Verse 21, I'm going to read it from again. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. That means he has reconnected you back to him. He has grafted you back into him. Think about a tree, a branch that breaks off, or you're trying to graft another, uh, another tree with another one. You actually can graft it in. Grandpa's done it, right? One plant dies, and you put the other, and it will literally form to itself, and it will grow together as one. As a, as a, new, as a new thing, right? Yeah. Like you take like a peach and an apricot and graft it in, and it'll become a new yes. piece of paper. That'll become its own tree. Yeah. Yes. But then it says, too, that you have become a new creation in Christ. That all old things pass away, all things become new. <clears throat> verse 22. I want you to write this one down. Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. In the body of his flesh, talking about Jesus, through death to present you holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. I've always, I've always quoted the scripture, Father, I ask you and I thank you that I can come boldly into the throne room of grace, that I can come boldly as holy and blameless and above reproach in your sight. Do you know what that above reproach means? I'm gonna, the Lord was telling me, he's a Christian, you're reading these words, you don't even know what they are. He's like, you're not even dissecting the word. Like, we read it like, oh, above reproach. It means beyond reproach. This is what it means. So good. This is what the Lord told me. He says, your identity is holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. What it means is such that there is no criticism that can be made. You're perfect. <laughs> I put the Holy Ghost on this. There's nothing that God can criticize you about because you've been made perfect. So when you say, Lord, I come to you holy, blameless, and perfect in your sight. It's only through the blood of Jesus. It's not by your good works. It's not by, you know, I did a good deed today, so I got to go to heaven, but then I did a bad deed yesterday, so I don't know where I'm at now. No, you can have certainty. You can have absolute 100% certainty that you'll go to heaven today by trusting in him repenting of your sin and following him that's it I'll, I'll just recap it for you so it's Colossians chapter 1 verse 22 and it says in the body of his flesh through death to present to you holy blameless and above reproach in his sight I've always quoted the scripture and I didn't know what reproach means and the Lord was telling me, he said, your identity is holy, blameless, such that there's no criticism that can be made, and you're made perfect. 
That's what, a, that's what above reproach means. So literally, you can come holy, blameless, and perfect before your Father, before the Lord. Because you're filled with Holy Spirit. Yeah. So when God sees us, He sees Jesus. Yeah. He's in us. Yeah, you the know? Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. That's why we're perfect, because we have the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. in us. We have Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that's why we come to the throne to God. Yeah. He sees Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And it says the kingdom of heaven is neither food nor drink but it is righteousness and joy and peace within the Holy Ghost, within the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom. Okay, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 23. And if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded, steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, Do you see that? You're not going to have an excuse. You heard it. Now you're accountable for it. Just listen, whoever's listening. Which was preached to every creature. Remember we talked about every creature, uh, preaching to every creature. Under heaven, for which I, Paul, became a minister. Think about that. Think about that, guys. Let's hold fast. Let's not grow weary when doing good, for in due season we shall reap what we have sown if we do not lose heart. We can't lose heart in different trials and and tribulations and circumstances that we go through. I have to continuously, every day, keep my eyes on Jesus. Every day. He's the author and finisher of my faith. I have to constantly seek Him. Every day. It's not and be like, oh yeah, you're good today, you can go ahead. No, I have to keep my eyes on Jesus. I have to be in communion with Him. This is a real relationship. You know, I don't, there's, I don't think there's many girlfriends that are just like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want today, pass. Like, no. Like, like you're still in a relationship with them. You just don't get to do whatever you want. There's accountability. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. There's accountability with the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, Lord, what else do you want me to share? Okay. I'm going to go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. By all all means, read the whole chapter, but for the sake of time, I'm skipping ahead. So Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may represent every man perfect in Christ Jesus. That's an ambassador. Do you see that? That's what an ambassador does. We preach, we teach the wisdom of God, and we present to be perfect in Christ to them. That's our goal. That's our end goal. Now, this is the amazing part. Verse 29. To this end, I also labor striving according to his working, which he's working in me mightily. See that? So Paul's not made perfect here as in preaching, teaching, and all wisdom, but he's doing it unto the Lord as an ambassador in chains, as a bondservant, right? But then he's saying, God's still working in me. And I looked up that word, working. What does that mean? 
his working which works in me mightily. Let's read verse 29. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which is working in me mightily. What is Jesus working in us right now? This is what it says. It's in the, it's in the Greek, energia. So E-N-E-R-G-E-I-A. I think it's in the strong concordance, but N-E-E-R-G-E-I-A. It says working, action, operative power. Also energy. Think about this. That God is not sending you alone to do His will or His work. But He's giving you that operative power, that energy that's from Him given to you to pursue the kingdom, to expand His kingdom, to be a lighthouse to people in the dark where they can see and they can know the Lord, right? <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go to these last chapters and then I'll, I'll call it a wrap. Romans chapter 8. It's probably my favorite chapter in the Bible, Romans 8. And why I love Romans 8 so much is because it tells me who I am in Christ. It shows that I have sonship. It shows that I, if you're a woman, you have daughtership with the Lord. It shows you that you're not abandoned, you're not an orphan, but you're actually adopted by God where we cry out, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. I, I love celebrating Father's Day now because I get to celebrate Abba's. Because mm-hmm. he adopted me. He counseled me. He was there with me when my dad wasn't there for certain things that I couldn't ask him for. He was there for me and comforting me when there was no one else that could talk to me, when there was no one else to comfort me. He was there to love me and raise me as a man, not just a man, but a man of God, a son of God. And that's what he wants to do with you guys. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that? Whoever's led by the Holy Spirit, you're a son. You're a daughter. And if you're not, you need to question if you got adopted or not. Because it should be evident. You should be bearing fruit. Whatever fruit you're bearing, I should, people should be able to say, oh yeah, that's from God. Or wait, I don't think so. Okay. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 and 19. For I consider that the sufferings of time are worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Did you hear that? The present sufferings, whatever you're going through, whatever trials, whatever fear, anxiety, depression, think about Jesus. Think, keep your eyes on the end goal. That the sufferings of this present time will not be compared to the glory that will be revealed in you. 
you'll be like that ball of light, boom, in the midst of darkness, shining and growing. And then it says, for all... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm encouraging, guys. Wherever you're at, okay, God has you there for a reason. But keep growing. Keep growing. Keep growing. You don't want, like, like for me, I guess, because I, I, I guess I garden, right? I guess you can say I garden or whatever. But when I see a plant, like, grow from a baby to a big tree and it bears fruit, I, like, it kind of gives me joy. You know, because like I had to put the hard work in and like trim the limbs that were dead and water it and take care of it. But man, when you see that, it like it was all worth it. You know what I mean, it was all worth it was it was worth something because it's bearing something, right? So, um, does anyone have any questions or anything they would like to chime in or ask or whatever God's given them revelation about? Uh, by all means. Okay. Yes. I noticed something as you were ministering tonight. Mm-hmm. Me and my shows you a little before that we don't need to apologize. Yeah. Sometimes it's only for a reason. Yeah. And the second thing is when you went before the altar, and you know you laid prostrate and you got yeah. to lay out. Yeah. Listening to you tonight, you went up a couple levels in God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And literally, as you were speaking, mm-hmm. God was making you donate yourself to God. Wow. Wow. Because you released that and stopped apologizing. Yeah. I just want to say that. That's good. That's from God, not me. You know, thank you. I, I will take that and I, I receive that. And also, too, I've, I've been fasting for two days, so I haven't eaten for two days. So, <laughs> I really, so I really, well, the thing is, I, I emptied myself. Yep. Right? Like, I emptied myself at the altar. I'm emptying myself. I, I mean, fasting and praying is all biblical. I mean, all different religions do it as well because there's power in it. But we have this duminous power. We have the superior power when we fast and pray. And that's what I'm about because I was like, Lord, why do you have me doing this for? It's because we have to sacrifice. We have to grow in him. I want to be a better ambassador. I want to be a better mentor. I want to be a better spiritual leader for people. You know what I mean? So thank you for sharing that. that. That really encouraged me. That really strengthened me. Grandpa, there's waters in the, the freezer. Ah, Grandpa, he always goes in my stash. <laughs> I respect that man. <laughs> Anyways, um, does anyone have any, um, need any prayer or need anything in person? Okay. 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 Okay, go for it. What do you need prayer for? Um, migraines. I've been having them, um, you know, just by a lot this week. And I just started today, like, with my lower back pain. Okay. Can I tell you what that's related to? 
Okay. What I keep hearing the Spirit of the Lord tell me where those migraines are, are um, where they're coming from is through gossip. So I don't know what you've done recently, but the Spirit of the Lord has told me that. He said gossip, that's where it happened. No gossip. <laughs> no gossip? I know, but I, have on, no I know, but even phone calls, even listening to uh-huh. it, entertaining uh, yeah, it. To it yes. Okay, well then. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so then that see the see the Holy Spirit will pinpoint it because we can entertain something that's not of the Lord, and it'll, and it'll cause you know sickness and disease and whatever. Um, what I've I'll give you some practical advice. When I start hearing that stuff, I'll start to switch the subject. Or I will tend to walk away from it. Or I will eat. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Or you can even do what's even better is exalt that person that they're talking about. Be like, no, they're a great person. I feel like they, I don't know, whatever. Don't lie. But this, there's a way to stop it. Yeah. Always being kind to me. Right. So then that's when you can stand up for a friend or for a family member or whoever else. Okay. Yes. Ernesto, you got a question? Uh, no, I just a uh, prayer request. Okay. Um, I, I haven't, uh, I've stopped listening to secular music, not, not as much as I used to, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I still indulge in it from time to time, but... Um, I can tell the Holy Spirit has been telling me to stop because when I when I'm listening to it, I just can't stop listening to just my thoughts telling me like you shouldn't be listening to it, shouldn't be listening. Right. And so, just want to know if I could get prayer for that. Yeah, but also too, Ernesto, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing that you're getting that type of uh, conviction, mm-hmm. uh, that type of revelation, because you realize that what I'm listening to is not just music; it's hindering my spirit. It's causing something in my spirit where I'm starting to get intrusive thoughts. I'm starting to feel a certain way when I'm listening to that music. It's bringing me to somewhere in my past or present that's not maybe right. Remember, the Lord says, think of things above, not things below. It says to think of things that are of good report, that are noble, right, that are holy, all these things. So for me, like, that secular music was hard for me to get rid of because... I'll go to the gym, and I'm like, well, I want to listen to rap or rock or metal, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had to really start discovering different types of genres of music, which is Christian rap, Christian metal, Christian rock. And at first, I'm like, dang, God, this is lame. But, like, <laughs> but, then, but then it got better, though. Like, I'm like, okay, this is, not, this is not as corny, you know? Like, it's not as cheesy. Like, it actually has some good flow to it. It has a good beat behind it. And it's like sharing the gospel, sharing the word. So I encourage you, Ernesto, try to make that realistic change. But also, you got to download this. When you download this, that secular music tends to fade away Mm -hmm. because you have a renewed mind and you have a different mindset. Yes, sir. Do you have, Ernesto, do you have Tidal or Spotify? 
Holy flow. There's a lot of Christian hip hop artists. The Let words that they see are actually flow. Uh, speaking, I listen to that for my workout, and I'm trying to explain and the things that they're, say, they're saying. I gotta check that out. It's, it's really solid. It's yeah. Holy flow. Holy flow. Yeah. I play it all the time in my car. That's good. I can't even listen to regular hip hop. I don't even listen to regular hip hop anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, because I I remember going to concerts where I would go to like see Lil Wayne or Drake or ASAP Rocky. Like I would see these guys in concert and I'd realize how I felt. Like I was influenced, like I was. I see it like as a, a gateway to many things now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I was there, I was drinking and smoking weed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was hanging out, vibing, whatever you want to call it. But now I go to these like Christian rap concerts like Brian T and you could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit there. Mm-hmm. And there was like a mosh pit, and then Helico was there with me that one time. It was amazing. Kevin was there. He's so wild. But like, you know, uh, the thing is, is that there's a different spirit behind that music. Mm-hmm. You got to think, Lucifer was the orchestrator, the dictator of worship in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't think he's going to use music? I mean, there was tons of dudes I listened to, and now I'm like, man, they were so demonic. I didn't realize that, like, Playboy Cardi and ASAP and, you know, they, they, they make, they choose who they serve, right? Jesus says, choose whom you serve today. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, okay, we can definitely pray for that. Anybody else on Instagram, on Zoom? Roger, do you want to pray for Ernesto? And I'm going to pray for Tia Chana. Um, you can go first. All right. Thank you, Lord. All right, Ernesto, we're going to pray for you. <clears throat> Gracious and merciful, loving Father, we come before you on this evening. And we lift up our brother, Ernesto. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Creating him, Lord, a capacity audibly to tune into words that speak life again. Yes, Lord. May it just be beyond the melodic tones to the instruments to the mixing. But may the words, Lord God, speak life abundantly about what your word says. Yes, Lord. Dismiss, disengage. Turn off, Lord God, in which his flesh would want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Place him in a position, Lord God, that at any time that he attempts to listen to anything secular, Lord, may he feel a heaviness on his spirit, Lord God, to turn away from it. Give him, Lord God, the confidence and to conceptualize, Lord, to hear the music that glorifies you. Thank you, Jesus. May you also, Lord, I, I feel in my spirit, Lord, you're saying, also change the circle of influence that is around Ernesto. Yes, Lord. Those who don't hunger and thirst after you like he does, Father, begin to disengage them, Lord, and mm. allow him to win over God a new circle of influence. Yes, Lord. People who will elevate his capacity, Father, to do your mighty works. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Turn off the secular music, Lord, so that he will not engage in anything calm. Yes, Lord. Things that he's wrestling with right now, only you know about them, Lord. Bring him to a place, Lord God, of consecration and deliverance. And because of his confession tonight, Lord God, purge him with his hop, rinse him clean, yes, the washing Lord. of your word, Father. Yes, Lord Jesus. Elevate him, Lord, from this moment forward, for every breath that he breathes from this day going forward. Give him, Lord God, the capacity to hear directly from him, to not only tune out music, but even certain programs. Yes. Anything and everything that will try to deposit itself not only into his ear gates, but also his eye gates, Father. Yeah. Yeah. Allow him, Lord God, to see with spiritual eyes. Yes, Lord. And bring him to a place, Lord God, in which he is totally servant of yours. Mm -hmm. As did Samuel spoke in First Samuel three and ten, speak, Lord, to your servant which is listening. Yes, Lord. And so is listening, Father. Yes. Take over each and every day so that he can hear you audibly mm. and download into his ears, Lord God, yes, what Lord. you need for him to operate in effectively and be the light, Lord God, in which you need for him to be in this world. So yes, give you all glory, honor, and praise for new ear gates, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Amen. Thank you, thank you. All right, we're going to pray for those migraines to go. But I got you, you have to cooperate, or excuse me, you need to cooperate with me for this to leave. So I just need you to say this. Say, Father. Father. I choose. I choose. Not to. Not to. Be influenced. Be influenced. Or around. Or entertain. Or entertain. Gossip. Gossip. Anymore. Anymore. Or any other. Or any other. Voice. Voice. That hinders. That hinders. Me. Me. From my relationship with you. From our relationship with you. Father, forgive me. And have mercy on me. And have mercy on me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, Father, you heard her. I come right now in the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Migraines, I command you to get up off her now. In Jesus' name. Come up off now. We take the cord off her head. Every bit of pressure. Every bit of infirmity and affliction, leave her now in Jesus' name. I command healing upon your mind. I command peace upon your mind right now. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, washed by the precious blood of Jesus. Restored every synapsis, every bit of brain function. Be healed and whole and restored by the blood of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, you're omnipresent. What you do for one, you'll do for another. You're no respecter of person. Touch in Jesus' name. I almost see like a, like a flame, like a, a heat of fire. But I also see a crown also. 
on your head. I, I do see that flame that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's on you. He's purifying your mind right now. Fire, fire, Lord, fire. Jesus' name. Amen. Hmm? No, that's my aunt. What did you pick up in the spirit? Yeah. No, I just saw like, uh, it was like, uh, right at the end of it, I just saw some, uh, like flames. Wow. And it's like the things were filled with some flames being purified. Yep. And she's sitting in the, I don't know if she's sitting in the bedroom, but I got a sense she's sitting in the bedroom in the atmosphere of the room with a pack of white hands. And then she's like, I am sitting in the bedroom. You are? Come here, come here. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, when you operate in the spirit, you gotta go. Whatever the Holy Spirit else is telling you to do, by all means, go for it. Yes, Adrian. I um, this is Roger. Um, yes, I was um, as Christian was praying. I sent discerned that you were sitting in the bedroom, in your bedroom, and I saw um, your hair long, and there were some flames at the end of it in a good way, like I was purifying and removing those uh, entities within the brain. Uh, I saw the reconnection of your brain being rewired to uh, position itself to allow to hear his voice and to tune out of the things that would be toxic like gossip. And so, um, yeah, all of that. And, uh, and also your room is, uh, there's a um, culmination of like a, a bright orange ray of light that's uh, sifting through there to... Um, Purify, cleanse, and renew. I uh, just wanted to give you that. Yes. Glory to God. Does anybody else have anything online before we tune out? Yeah. Yeah, and just think, and keep thanking the Lord for your healing. Your healing. See, the enemy. John ten ten. It says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. So God's not going to contradict himself by literally healing you and then putting sickness on you. That's not his nature. That's not what he does. So just keep thanking him. That symptom tries to come back. You say, Lord, I thank you that I've been delivered from the powers of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of his son and his love. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. So anybody else? If not, you guys are dismissed. We love you. God bless you. And keep being converts, disciples, and ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Bye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs>